Hello and welcome to the Tuesday week review. Um, I'm Hermione and um, this week I have um, been up to the snow and watched a few things mostly on Netflix. Uh, I haven't really done an awful lot of cooking. Still, do we know who's Prime Minister yet? I think we might be on the verge of finding out. Terribly exciting. And um, so, yes, I'll just... uh, I just wanted to say before I before I get started heavily, you know, like I might start this one again. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do this without scripting myself too much. I have a lot of um, experience making radio. It might not sound like it sometimes, but the the chaos and the reality of this, I, I want that to stay real. I want it to sound like I'm talking to you. And I really appreciate people who um, have clicked like. Um, this is on SoundCloud. I'm at SoundCloud slash the Paris End. Um, I have this theory that you can be at the Paris End of anything. And I love the idea of um, – I live in Melbourne and uh, there's this part of Melbourne's Collins Street where there's lots of French buildings. And I, I must find out the history of the of the Paris End. But it's funny how the term sort of – it's rolled into the common usage and I remember one time seeing some, something ridiculous that was, seemed a bit ridiculous, you know, like the Paris end of Dandenong or something. And I thought, well, if, if Dandenong can have a Paris end, anything can have a Paris end. Like, so we're at the Paris end of Broken Hill. We're at the, we're at the Paris end of um, Hindley Street, you know, and that just that's just so, it's such a ridiculous idea. But um, it's also a brilliant idea because I, I mean, Paris to me represents... I suppose some of the greatest, but also the most difficult human civilization achievements. You know, you know everything from the what is it? The thirty-five hour work week, eight hours rest, eight hours play, eight hours work, something like that. And the French fought so hard for that. Anyway, so I just wanted to say hello to Plastic Spirit and Chloe, Amber, Louise, Whitby, Chelsea, Chelsea, Alexandra. XOX Harris and Pretend Radio um, and thank you to as it Tesha Overby for clicking like and so yeah I, I hope you're enjoying this and I'm, I make it for you I make it for me I make it you know for the sake of making it so it's not meant to be uh, taking over the world or anything so uh, I've got this little um, card of you know inspirational quotes and the one that I've picked out says be silly be honest be kind and that is a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote so we'll be silly we'll be honest and we'll be kind and me and my little family we we did get up to the snow we were going to visit some friends who uh, fortunately live really close to Falls Creek and we went up and stayed with them as my daughter hadn't seen the snow and I really wanted to take her to see it and we didn't really know what what how committed to be because obviously you can do the snow in, in lots of different ways and you know, we don't have skis or snowboards or any experience. And um, she just wanted to see it. She wanted to make a snowman and she wanted to, I think, do something else. Maybe maybe a snow angel. We didn't get to do that. But she went tobogganing and we went to this part of Falls Creek. And to be quite honest, we didn't really pay very much. Like it wasn't an expensive holiday. I've always been led to believe that going to the snow is expensive or you just not, you know, you can't do it. But you know, we had to hire chains to take the car, even though we didn't put them on. And it cost about $50 for us to get into Falls Creek itself, like up to the resort. But then once we were there, we went on the free tobogganing bit and we 
use the toilets in the free um, uh, day shelter area and we went on the little free chairlift because there's one that's free. So it was very reassuring to realise that actually you can you can have a lovely family holiday in the snow and it doesn't have to completely gut your bank account. <laughs> so that was really good and I'm very grateful to our friends who we stayed with for having us up there. You can probably hear in my voice that I've still got the tail end of that cold cough virus, whatever the hell it is. It's been hanging around for two and a half weeks now and it goes from being this watery cough um, through to being really tight chest feeling. It's horrible and I think lots of people have it. So if you have it, you have my deepest sympathies. Um... I made a big batch of potato and leek soup so that I could um, have it in the freezer for this week so that I wouldn't be, you know, not eating, which is, um, you know, when, you, when you're not well, you don't often feel like cooking and you think, oh, do I have to cook as well? We stopped on the way back in um, a place called Millowa in near the King Valley. I don't know if it's actually in the King Valley, but it's we, we stopped there once before when we went up to visit these same friends and there's some amazing gourmet food shops and we bought a, a pie and got a couple of coffees. And I wanted to stop at the olive place and get some kasundi, but they had run out. Apparently, they, they don't have it all year round. So I'm still on the lookout for a good kasundi. And I was going to get up to Harrietville and get some from there, but we didn't end up going back that way. It's pretty tiring driving with kids in the car. And often you make decisions and then, oh, actually, we won't go there. We'll, we'll, we'll cut our losses and just head home. I'm like when I get home and I've got a bit of free time, um, I watched another Broadchurch. I'm finding it even more gripping this time. Like I'm looking forward to watching it. Once I start watching it, it's like I really want to know what's going to happen next. It's so complex and intricate and it's such a good piece of TV. Game of Thrones is finished. Oh, that was a good ending. Um, We're watching – I'm still watching House of Cards. I'm catching up with season three and enjoying – enjoying Kimmy Schmidt very much. Um, we had our election and I, I voted at the little local, um, you know, the local school and uh, had a bit of an argument with someone who was uh, handing out flyers for this. There's this local thing that they tried to make into a federal election, you know, issue and it wasn't anything to do with the federal election. It was strictly a local issue. Most of it was in the hands of the state state representatives and yet all of these flyers were coming into my letterbox about stopping this one local project and you think, you're just piggybacking on the public feeling about this one particular issue and trying to sway people and it's a campaigning technique that I really heartily disendorse. I think it's, um, it's a scumbaggy thing to do um, to to trade on people's local and legitimate fears about something that's happening and try and turn it into a reason to vote a particular way when that's just trickery. I think the saying a similar thing was happening with the CFA, you know, the, the country fire authorities, problems that they're having with their enterprise bargaining arrangement and what it's doing to the um, interaction between the union, the firefighters union and the volunteers at the CFA and, you know, there's all this thing going on in Victoria where and sack the board and but again it's it's a state issue and to do with um you know it's it's got nothing to do with who is prime minister and um 
I really enjoyed the Sammy J uh, playground politics. I think it's still up on iView. If you um, if you haven't seen it, he was that was brilliant, well conceived and beautifully written and hilarious. He did this one. The first one I saw was when he was saying, like, so he's he's doing it like straight to camera, like he's a presenter on Play School. He's like, "Hello, everybody. We're going to be refugees today. Would you like to be a refugee? It's easy. All you need is a well-founded." fear of persecution <laughs> he did so well and, and it was actually helped to understand some of the um political terminology that gets thrown around during an election you think what is pork barreling what is a double dissolution what is all this stuff and so it i think it's still up if you um i'll put a link to it actually on iview in in the um in the comment and i think that this election kind of seemed to show that a lot of what was really important to people wasn't even discussed. And, you know, in my local area, what was discussed wasn't even relevant. And there was a great um, video that I got sent because sometimes I, you know, I click and sign petitions for people like Get Up and I might support a campaign here and there. And they did a very uh, organised and concentrated campaign to to try and communicate with voters in the seats where the hardest right Liberal Party um members were you know going for you know running their running their campaigns they went up against Dutton and George Christensen and um and the video I'll put another comment in because I'll put the link to that video it's really interesting because I come from a background where community organization is something that I you know I really believe in and and to think back to things like when we had an actual you know compulsory student unionism and how many amazing things there were at the university when when there was just money and I know that I can see the people's point when they say why should we give you money to do stuff it's like well because without that money nothing happens and then you know life I think life is much more interesting when when you have a bit of fund available some funds available to do something creative and interesting and different and have a go at organizing and making something you know I mean university it isn't just a machine for cranking out job ready graduates it's not meant to be that in my understanding it's 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 a place where you go to further your understanding of everything it's further education you know it's not I don't know I think we made a mistake when we when we rolled universities and trade schools together because trades are wonderful things and they need to be educated you need to be educated well to do them properly I mean you wouldn't like to hire someone to you know wire up your house and not be a trained fully trained qualified electrician but that's different from getting a doctor of philosophy and and trying to ask yourself what is important about how we you know how we measure economic growth or you know there's I don't know I think they're really different things and I think if you're of the ability if you have the ability to get into a theoretical university course it's not necessarily going to make you money it's not necessarily going to make give you a job but it might make a significant contribution to your society and quite frankly i think there's nothing there's no harm in in helping people to to get there it's not like it's not like you let just anybody go and do a doctorate of philosophy you've got to get in you've got to you got to want to maybe philosophy is a bad example I think this one's really rambly. This one probably um, not my best, but it is Tuesday, and I'm I'm done another one. And um, I do hope you'll you'll 
enjoy it for what it is and yeah and I'll be back see you Tuesday week and take care and yeah bye